Hello there. Morning. <laughs> it's not morning when this goes out. It's, it's morning not. right now, though. <laughs> Katie just woke up an hour ago, so. I'm still tired. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it is. But we're still recording because, you know, we are champions and doing this yeah, stuff. Also, I made plans today. <laughs> and that's the other thing. Uh, and also, uh, before we go any further uh, into today's topic and whatever, thank you, everyone, because we are going above 100 views uh, with each podcast that we are putting out now. So that's great. Uh, Yay. We all like we that. All we need to do is take two months off. Yeah, looks like it. Uh, so, you know, uh, the, the other thing that you can also do, because we always read the comments, is just leave a comment of what did you think about the topics that we talked about, uh, whatever. And about us, maybe. Uh, but don't be mean. <laughs> We're nice people, you know. So, yeah, you can be mean. It's fine. No, don't. We're just, we're just gonna cry in the corner. It's okay. <laughs> just don't. If you have mean things, just leave. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> That's it. Done. Uh, all right. Do you want to introduce uh, our podcast, please? Mm, yes. <clears throat> do you remember our podcast? <laughs> no, I do. I just am trying to wake up to, <laughs> you know, bring back the enthusiasm. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to all the films we judged before. I'm Katie. That's Lily Kay. What else is new? Absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing it's at just all. Just us. Uh, you just have to love us and deal with it. Just uh, us chickens. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to quickly ask if you watched something interesting in the past week or not. I rewatched The Royal Tenenbaums the other day. Okay. I never um, liked that movie. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it a lot when I first watched it. I liked it less this time around. Um, I don't know if I just didn't understand some of the characters when I watched it for the first time, but like, um, I still think it's great. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It just, it, 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 I, uh, I remember being really bowled over by um the scene Richie's um sort of spoiler alert attempted suicide scene, <laughs> uh, which is still an excellent sequence. But the lead up to it, I was like. Oh, this is as good as <laughs> doesn't matter. It's just because I've been thinking about Asteroid City a lot for the past couple of weeks. Um, oh yeah, because you watched that. Fair. I watched that um, at the beginning of July, um, and I loved it. And I'm still thinking about it. Okay. So I tried to go back to Royal Tenenbaums because I really, really loved Royal Tenenbaums for a while, and it, it's it's still good. It's just it's not quite what I remembered it being. It's very mm. strange. Fair. I never liked it, so I'm like, I can't talk on it because it's. It was like I think I watched it when I was very young, and it was like, eh. yeah. Yeah, so. I, I was there looking at. Yeah, I was in. I was in. I was in the Wes Anderson tag on Tumblr, and I was poking through, uh, looking at all the Asteroid City stuff, and I was thinking also about the fact that so many people talk about Grand Budapest as their favorite Wes Anderson movie. I mean, I do like it. I don't think it's my favorite though. I don't. I don't know. Something about it. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't like Wes Anderson's style. So uh, me saying that the Grand Budapest Hotel is great is is because that's maybe, like, maybe that's the thing. Maybe yeah. maybe Grand Budapest is the one that all the people who don't like Wes Anderson. Yeah, I think so too. Because <laughs> I love I love Moonrise Kingdom as well. I, I did like all, that. I haven't seen all of them, but um, 
Yeah, I, lo- I, lo- I really like Rise Kingdom. I just, I, I got, I got myself a bit worked up the other day because I googled uh, Asteroid City, curious about when it was coming out on DVD, and the one star reviews on like the Amazon review bit. There's so many of them, and they're so unwarranted. <laughs> it's like it's just not fair to it. It's just, it's such a quiet little movie. But it, I think maybe it's also one of those things that like. It was. It, it, it's a movie that it very much appeals to a lot of my personal interests. It's got a lot of themes that I'm particularly fond of, and I like the way that they it, it you know deals with them. It's just hmm. a very quiet movie. I feel like some of some of one guy who was like, I turned it off after twenty minutes. It's got there's nothing happening, and I'm like, have you never heard of a three act structure? <laughs> <laughs> To be oh, fair, gosh. I did read like very mixed things on it, but um, I think people have been very harsh on it. I can understand being like, I don't know, but like, I think it because it's not quite as bombastic as some of his other ones. People are like, oh, nothing. It, it's it's kind of purposefully aimless, and I mm. think that doesn't work for a lot of people. Possible. But, I don't know. It's good. I, I promise. Good. I just believe you on that. I probably won't watch it. I'm not going to lie to you. But simply because Wes Anderson is just not it for me. Mm. I did a lot of Wes Anderson back when I was doing my A-levels because we had to, we had a, we had a um, project, project unit on mm. uh, auteurs. And, um, I have a big, big Wes Anderson book full of stuff because he's quite an easy one to write about because there's so many like yeah visual things to, to talk about. Oh, and, that's true. And all that sort of stuff. Um, but I, he's yeah, just very meticulous, and it's there's there's something about the way that people try to copy him so much, and just in a way that they don't understand anything about like why he does what he does. Like That's... it's not just like pretty shots mm. put together. There are he does have intention behind everything that he does. Yeah, yeah. That, that I mean the. Man definitely has like a freaking great vision and the great way of telling the stories and whatever. Yeah, it's just, just like, with you. No, nah, not not really. I'm not gonna lie. Like I like quiet movies, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I need a bit more, a bit just a tiny bit more. Wes Anderson might be a bit too quiet for me. I really quiet. Like, I have to be in the right mood for it, obviously. But like a quiet That's movie, um, where I get to just sort of like. Those are the types of movies that actually I quite like watching on my laptop, <laughs> like Fair. really late at night, where it, it becomes quite an intimate um, mm. experience. Those are my I, I, some, that's some of my favorite movie watching times. Yeah, fair. fair, 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 fair. We like what we like. Did you yeah. watch anything interesting? Oh yes, oh I yes, did. I did. You did. <laughs> yes, I did. I was so happy. I was like, <laughs> now for something completely different. Completely different. <laughs> But it's so good. <laughs> I watched the Mag too, and you know, first I even texted Katie that ah, I'm not watching it on premiere day because, like, you know, I get like insight into the cinema of what kind of what type of people are going into <laughs> this movie, and it's the type that I don't like, aka the ones who talk during the movie. I hate that. Don't do that. It's freaking rude. Blah. Uh, but anyway, 
I am very happy to report that in the end, like very last minute, I decided, ah, fuck it, I will just go because I want to see big sharks and Jason Statham and that's it. That's what I want to do. Uh, so I, and, and then uh, the 0% Rotten Tomatoes with six fucking reviews was already going around uh, on socials, but I just didn't care. Uh, and I went in, I am first very happy to report that no one was talking. Everyone was paying attention to the movie and everyone had a fucking great time. Because Wait, guess what? Is good. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't realize this was a Ben Wheatley movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it is indeed. Uh, it's, 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 look, it's dumb. It knows it is dumb. And that's its strongest thing that it knows that it's it's not smart and it doesn't want to be smart it just wants to be a movie about big freaking sharks jason statton fighting them uh really unrealistic scenarios and that's it and if you can just turn your brain off and just enjoy it it's fucking fun it's the best time i had so much fun watching it and exactly what i needed <laughs> sorry i'm so, i'm so like that is i i can thrown me through a loop <laughs> <laughs> the guy made a deal in England. <laughs> sure, I mean, I, I guess at a certain point you just can't be bothered making weird existential um, black comedy British films and you just want to make a movie with a big shark. Yeah, sometimes you just have to do that. And he did a great job. <laughs> Such really a good job. Ben Weekly, who I believe lives in Brighton. I think so too, yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah, there you go. He did a great job. Thank you, Ben. I really enjoyed <laughs> it. I had so much fun. Like it it really was what I needed. Mm. Like it's it's so dumb. But it's <laughs> it knows and it, it just, you know, it just lives in that dumbness and it's like, ah. The visuals improved a lot. I gotta say that uh, from the first one. The production design and everything just it's just beautiful and Jason Statham just lives for this and you know you love to see that so you know if you want to have fun go watch the Meg you're not going to regret it I can promise you that <laughs> we all had a great time and it was fully packed throughout the entire weekend which is very rare here where I live it's like one in a million every year basically so that says a lot people just sometimes you just want to watch dumb movies and it's okay, okay. It's okay. You can. It's fun. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be my uh, guilty pressure movie. I just decided whenever I need to I don't turn think off you're my guilty about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So yeah, I had a ton of fun. I'm so glad I went. So uh, at the moment, I am just aching for horror movies. Uh, so I also also watched uh, Insidious: uh, The Red Door, uh, which you know I love the Insidious franchise. I love Patrick Wilson. <laughs> he he shouldn't direct any movies. I'm sorry, Patrick. You're great. But no. <laughs> this was like the weakest out of all the Insidious movies. Uh, is this first so. directing gig? I, I think so. I don't think... Yeah, he, he has the ability to improve. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm mean. Ah, don't worry, Patrick. You can't do it. <laughs> 
but I, I, as much as I enjoyed it at the beginning, because it was like, it wasn't the in your face scary. It was like the suspense kind of scary. Mm. Like there's this great scene at the beginning in, uh, uh, after the funeral that they have that, uh, uh, Patrick Wilson's character is just sitting in the car. Uh, I think he's talking to someone or just, yeah, he's no, he's texting his son. Uh, and then in the background, like in blur, you can see someone approaching the car and it's it's just a very slow approach and the camera doesn't move or anything. And it's like, oh my God, what is that? Like, you, know, you start to think like, Jesus Christ, what is that? And then Patrick moves in view and then as he goes back, it's no longer there. And I love those moments. Like, you know, it's it's a lot more scarier than ah, jump scare. Mm. Uh, and then it, it just goes away. After a while, it's like, yeah, let's do jump scares and let's be disgusting because it had a scene that was like, oh. so wasn't happy. I, I needed a warning. It wasn't there. So I'm like, I'm traumatized, not in a good way. So yeah, that's all I watch. I need horror movies. I need the boogeyman to finally come out because I I want to see the boogeyman. <laughs> that's I, I did. I rewatched the first episode of the Sandman the other day as well just because it's nice. been years since it came out and I was like maybe and then I stuck it on and I was like fuck I forgot this is a really good series it is it's just really well put together and I still can't quite get over how good Tom Sturridge's voice is is dream oh yeah it's like, great like it, it really is like you hear it and it's like yeah that's that's what that should sound like yeah 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 just perfect right which on I, point i'm aware we said all this in our, our review of the sandman which you can watch on our channel or on the podcast platform of your choice yep um, where we just gushed over it for about an hour <laughs> i don't think we have any real um, anyway to be honest i'm i'm just gonna properly rewatch my favorite episode from it 24 7 a lot because it's the best episode i'm just i'm gonna die on this hill <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh all right let's get into today's topic we are speaking of neil gaiman yes neil gaiman go. is the best uh we are reviewing the good omens uh uh season two uh that came out two weeks ago at this point which is very that, weird yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah there you go uh so yeah let's start with overall thoughts without you know giving away too much oh i mean i loved it <laughs> 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 right thanks for watching guys um hi no, no, <laughs> it, it's nice to see you all <laughs> desperately sweet and and just lovely i had rewatched the first season a while ago in preparation because yes. yes. i hadn't seen it since it came out and i forgot i didn't i was quite surprised by it because i hadn't because i hadn't seen it since it came out i was quite surprised by how much of it still felt really fresh and familiar like mm -hmm. I just watched it really recently because mm -hmm. you know when you have like a, a long period of time between watching something usually you sit there and go oh, I've got half of this stuff it was all very like present and, and familiar and, and all that um, mm -hmm. all that jazz but um uh, I really I just it's, this is just it's a delight isn't it <laughs> it's a it's a little Jane Austen fueled romantic delight it um, is I don't, I, I don't have any like really intense thoughts about it. I just really liked it, which is fair. Uh... I didn't like it that much. I'm okay. not gonna lie. I'm like you know because I love Neil Gaiman. This is no secret. I have all his books. 
on that side. Uh, read all of them. Uh, I love the Good Omens. I think they did a really good job uh, turning the Good Omens into a series. And I miss that kind of Good Omens. Like, you know, this was good as well, because obviously, like, not much has changed. I really missed uh, Francis McDormand's narration. I'm not going to lie. Like, there a little bit. There's a little bit, but it's not enough. <laughs> I, I just really like that narration. I missed it here. And and you know, it 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 did feel like which I was afraid of happening, that you know, the first one is based on the book. And this one is like a completely new story, basically. Yeah, this is it's quite interesting because um I think if this series suffers from anything, it suffers from being the middle part in a three-part story because uh, no yeah. it does because yeah. i so i follow no game on tumblr uh, and he's very kind and that he constantly is answering questions for people yes um yes. Uh, very sweet and he's not breaking the picket line before anybody starts getting funny about it he just he just he just talks he just answers people's questions and he's mm. been very good um, yes what he has been saying is that this is sort of basically the build-up to the sort of sequel that him and Terry talked about for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it, it it very much is the beginning of the next part. And it, so it lives in that space where middle books live, where everything is just sort of like set up. Yeah. Generally speaking. Yeah. Uh, and it's really hard to do that in a way that is satisfying. It's part of the reason why I... I, I found across the Spider-Verse to be a little bit disappointing, despite the fact that it's not really disappointing. Mm. There's like an element of just sort of like, well, there's no resolution to this. So you kind of sit there like, I just don't really know what to do with myself here, <laughs> sort of thing. Um, but I I just, I like romantic comedies. And I feel like that's probably a sticking point for you here as well. Yeah, <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> you know me, like yeah, it's just not my thing, really. So I'm like, my I I do think that it was very sweet and all that, but it's like it 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 was kind of too sweet at points where I was like, hey, they, I saw a bunch of reviews about this being like it's too saccharine. I'm like, I don't, I, I want uh, saccharine at the moment. <laughs> it's like everything shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't mind it like it's I'm not saying it was bad because it wasn't it's just it as much as I the first one is definitely like for me like you know it's the kind of thing that I really love mm. this felt a bit off from what I what I really loved about the uh, stupid original good omens it's not the original it's like the, the good omens you know uh so i don't no, know it's, I just, it's, it's just good omens right there's no lead i know i know <laughs> i know but like you know just to put the good that's the good omens for me like you know that's the basis of it all uh and 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 here it means the the <laughs> if that makes sense i still like it but it's like yeah, I found myself a lot of times just, you know, drifting off a bit, like not in a way that I was falling asleep, but I was like, you know, looking at my phone a lot more. And for me, a general sign uh, with a good series or movie or whatever is that I just don't care about my phone. It's just that, just, you know, notifications can come in. I don't care. I'm watching something. So it's like, yeah. But here, there were a lot of times where I was like, I was a bit bored. 
<laughs> delightful is the word i think because neil when he described it uh, he used three words and i can't remember exactly what they were but there was something like quiet romantic and something else mm. which is fine for me because i like quiet and romantic but also <laughs> and real big spoilery time yes um it's it ends in massive tragedy um which i uh so i was watching it whilst i was working um yes uh which you know isn't particularly hard because i was doing background checks which just required a lot of scrolling um and i was getting distracted quite quite constantly that last um 10 minutes I was sat, because so I've got my screen set up, I've got one here, I've got one here, I have to do my work on this one, and I have my little thing playing on this one. I was sat like this. <laughs> the entire time. Like, oh, fuck. Yeah. The so entire end credits played, and I sat there like, I've been hit by a bus. What am I meant to do with this? Yeah. To be fair, that last 10 minutes was the most interesting thing about it. Like, it's so, it's so much. It is. But I, that's where I was like, oh, now you pick my interest. And then it's over. Like, you know, that's the last episode. And I'm like, that's what I mean about it being set up. Like, but it's, you know, it's, it feels like it's too much of a setup, if that makes sense. Like, that's what, that's, that's exactly what middle books are like, though. Like pretty much every middle book in a series that I've read, I've 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 always always been like, because like the whole point of if you think of a three act structure, the whole point of the second act is that like everything has gone wrong, right? Mm. It's it's everything's yeah. all up in the air, and there's no it, it, it you have to do that in order to get to the third act where they actually re- resolve everything for the final time, um, but but that's the thing, like you know, it 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 felt I I would even say that you know other than the characters that we know it felt a bit disconnected from the first one the first season uh I mind that to be yeah honest. but then because the, the first it, season it, but the first season resolved itself <laughs> yeah but that's the thing that you're talking about you know like you know so uh, everything goes wrong uh and that's how the second act comes in but but there like you know everything was res- that's why i i don't you know it's i very much appreciated that we got the we get to see them again because i fucking love them (laughs) but uh at the same time when they announced season two i was like well why (laughs) i feel like this season is going to look a lot better when we get a season three yeah (laughs) there's so there's so much little bits and pieces that um yeah there's we're this if the first season is is plot and has like you know, story and stuff. This is very. This is a character piece. Um, mm. It's very much a, a piece about character and people, uh, and specifically these two, um, and the fact that they haven't resolved everything properly or like discussed anything really. Um, so there's a sense of of um, yeah. It's a it's a different type of story, um, but these they're so good. <laughs> They are, yeah. So good. I mean, they are still the best part of it all, to be honest. Like, you know, Michael oh. Sheen and David Tennant are just freaking masters of their they're craft. So good, and they're so good together. And oh yeah, it's such it's just so like funny together. Mm. I was, I'm I'm in a bit of a I'm, I, I somebody sent the um you know back in 2015 
David Turner got a special recognition award at the NTA. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, that you was know that so I, sweet. I watched that again the other day. Yeah. And I, just, I had a little cry because it was yeah. really, it's just one of the sweetest things. It is. Ever and he realizes it, that it's about him. It's like, ah, <laughs> come on. Oh, it's it's, ju- it's just so sweet. I, and, you know, I, I think I've been open enough about this. I feel like I'm not. <laughs> like expressing myself particularly well today so what happens when i try to do things in the morning they don't work my brain is not functional um uh i've been a long time and very you know big 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 david Tennant fan um since i was very wee um mm. probably the first actor i i kind of had under- had an understanding that they were an actor but like had a real appreciation for them it was like mm-hmm. probably the first time i had like a favorite actor sort of a vibe and he has remained so over the years because he's fucking brilliant but I, I i can't quite get over how um michael sheen is the master of like micro expressions that man can go oh, through so many fucking emotions so good he has such an expressive face. It's like oh. I was like staring at him. Mm-hmm. So like the end of the last episode ends with like the credits rolling and the two of them going in entirely different directions after this like fucking yeah. heartbreaking scene. And I was just like transfixed as I was staring and <laughs> watching Michael Sheen go through like I've made the right decision. No, it's fine. Absolutely fine. He's wrong. I, everything's great i'm not hurt at all and it's just like all of that playing out on his face incredible yeah yeah he's like Phew, so good so good like i'm so glad i met him <laughs> that we got that chance yeah. it's like yeah and he's the sweetest guy in in person as well just gotta put that out there um i'm still very sad that i even though i go to this event i i i i still miss david Tennant so many times it's like uh, damn it one day it's gonna happen we can do it um yeah i i mean you know i i think that throughout the entire season two i was thinking that these two are fucking great i fucking love them they were the best choices for these roles let's be fair uh but here's the thing and we agreed because my brother watches it as well he liked the first season as well but he never read the the book so you know i read the book either i have it yeah i haven't read it <gasps> you really um, should. I, should i would be actually a bit, a bit honest about something right there i read neverwhere a while ago and i liked it and then i tried to read american gods and i just <sighs> couldn't quite get into it um and it, I, and i'm uh, the conclusion i've kind of come to is that i don't think neil gaiman's like prose writing is for me very much i love everything he's done for television mm. every episode of anything that i've seen him write i love many times i love the sandman i really love this series my username on most of my social media comes from an episode of doctor who that he wrote is out there as one of my favorite things i just don't think his prose fits with me particularly well i don't mm. know there's like a thing I, it's, it's, it, it, and I know that he's great because I like reading the stuff that he writes to people but like there's something about it I bounce off it in a weird way I feel like I don't know because I have a bunch of his books I just never got into any of them really um mm. I don't know Chad. um I had a point to this and I forgot what it was <laughs> only you know <laughs> it's gone it's, it's gone. the morning <laughs> it's, it's the, the morning, morning. It's gone. Uh, 
but it, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so my brother watched it, and we but agreed yes. on, on on one thing in particular. Uh, and I'm so sorry for the two actresses. It's not against them. I'm sure they are great, but the two women that they choose to to play these important roles, they were for me and for my brother as well. They were so unsympathetic. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was like. Oh, I I should be rooting for them. I don't think I am. Like I, I don't know what was it or was their character written away that was just like not vibing with any of us at all. But it 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 felt like you know that especially there you needed something stronger. Maybe in writing, maybe in casting. I'm sorry, uh, I'm not sure what it was. But I was like, uh, I don't know. I I just didn't care about them at all. Like, I think that that was I kind of a little bit intentional, actually, because I think that the idea is that they're way more invested in them than anybody else is. Because, like, mm. really, they're not really meant to like that. Their story is not is it's their story is a direct parallel to these yeah. two, um, but in a very different, in a, in, yeah, in a slightly different way. Because the whole point is that like. They're trying to be forced into a quite a like a cliched tropey situation, which neither of them are actually. Neither of them really want. Mm. Like Nina's in a relationship with mm. somebody terrible, um, mm. uh, which she doesn't know how to get out of. And when she finally does get out of it, um, she's like, "I'm not ready for another relationship. I just broke up with which my partner." Yeah, and like I think that whole thing is just like these are two people who probably at some point will date and they'll probably get on very well. But yeah. like, the whole idea that they are going to stand in a rainstorm and suddenly fall in love is very, like, that's that's not how things actually work. And they're yeah. trying to fit this sort of, like, packaged um, relationship on top of them to suit their own, um, I say suit their own needs, which makes it sound super <laughs> make them maniacal, but that's not really what I mean you know what you understand mm. it's it's it this is a they they are the thing that they are massively projecting onto because they can't sort out their own stuff right yeah but you know but still if if i feel like that if you're gonna focus on them so much like there's need to be something there at least yeah i don't know maybe it's just it, it was just a me thing uh, but i was like I just don't. I like them, but like yeah. in the way I like everything in this season, where I found it all to be just sort of quietly charming. Yeah, which is fine for me. I love quietly charming. It also is like it's so English. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. In a way that is like this is this is me, and also there's so many little like I love John Finnemore as a writer, and there's yeah. so much of this stuff that is like so deeply John Finnemore-esque like mm. some of the jokes the yellow car is a big reference to <laughs> cabin pressure um uh it, it's like the, the, and I and I couldn't really quite d- pick out like specific things I was like well that's a John Finnemore thing it's just as a vibe for mm. me where I'm mm. like this just feels very familiar um and and I, don't know, I just love the way John Finnemore writes jokes he's a very funny man and he also is a very sweet writer it, the whole mm. thing that's that's the other side of it it's just that he i think he understands the sweet nature of what neil was going for and the, 
there's um I feel like there's a lot of people on online who kind of feel like Neil like bent towards like because obviously people have been shipping these two ad nauseum since the late when did this it came out in the nineties, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um it's been a thing since the book came out. And I feel like a lot of people acted like the fandom like pushed him in a direction. And I don't think that that's true at all. Because he said so himself. No, he said so himself. He was like, this is the story that I wanted to write. Uh, it's the story that it, it and the, um, quite famously back in like 2005 or something like that, mm. he and Terry basically suggested that at some point they settle down together in a little house on the South Downs, which is um, like that. Like it's, I think what all Neil did was pull it more into focus, um, yeah. like into not sort of grey ambivalent <laughs> space where mm. he was like, okay, yeah, and it's romantic. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. It's like, he, I think he would be the first person to say if he felt like he was doing something for people. That's true. Neil, Neil, yeah. Neil I think, has always been one of those writers who goes, and even if on some level, like, he maybe kind of got to this. I think maybe it wouldn't look like this. Mm. If it wasn't like yeah. exactly like this, if it wasn't for just how like vehement people are, but it would yeah. still end up being romantic. Oh yeah, is that that's that's I think yeah. the main thing I, I've got going on here. Um, I just the I I love I just love so many bits and pieces about this. Did you recognize um, Titan in, in the episode about Job? Yes, <laughs> yeah, that really cracked me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's like I don't know, there's big there's so many discussions about Nepo babies nowadays, but I'm sitting there like, that's funny though. Yeah. <laughs> also, he's really good. He is. <laughs> it's true. He's, he's good. Very good. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's just it's it's extremely funny to me that he um that, like I it's just I don't know, I watch it and I'm like, yeah, you can tell that that was raised <laughs> both by David and George. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And then the fact that uh, Peter Davidson was 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 Job himself, just, it's, it's funny. <laughs> good, it's a good bit. I don't know, there's just so many little bits and pieces. I love the whole um, uh, the whole episode where Aziraphale um struggles with the, the concept of morality, essentially. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that they, they, there's so many bits and pieces that actually really set up that final confrontation so well. Mm. In the the fact that um, in like really solidifying who these two characters are and why they're not quite ready to put the space that they they wanted to I think they both actually really want to be in by the end yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. is so he hasn't gotten away from the space that heaven occupies in that there is a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things and there mm -hmm. is a, still a thing that looks like evil and good um like that black and white thinking because i think he moves towards this gray space but he's still too caught up in the idea that like to be a demon is to be evil which is oh, not 100 percent, yeah true and i think no. he, like i think at some level he knows that but like it's so built into him he can't let it yeah go. because if you think about it he should be the one who knows that like you know mm. i mean probably is right there <laughs> 
that's like that's 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 what trauma will do to and I think I think and I think that was that's what um being in a space where you kind of get used to the exception and it's like well you're just sort of the exception sort of a thing and I think mm. that might be a bit like that feels kind of rude uh, for uh, zero because there obviously is a deep amount of care and oh, yeah, love yeah. that he has uh for him um, yeah but uh, it 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 uh somebody it, somebody put it really well on on tumblr um where it was like um oh i wish i could remember this precise wording but it was about like how with Crowley's asking, um, or no, Aziraphale's asking Crowley to, um, you know, come back to heaven. Crowley saw that as him saying that he wasn't good enough. Yeah, um, yeah. But what Aziraphale meant was that he was going to make heaven good enough for Crowley. Like he, they, they, it, it's like he, the, the intention, like that's that's the thing about these things, um, is that like they miss each other, right? Mm. It, mm. it, it's 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 a um it's 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 two people it's 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 a comedy of errors sort of thing it's like just a total misunderstanding it's two people who as Nina and <laughs> and Maggie pointed out by the end of it have never actually had a real conversation not really yeah no <laughs> they've known each other for six thousand years and yeah. they've just never really had like an actual conversation about like their feelings and what they want and all this sort of stuff mm. um. And the first that he tries, so oh my god, David is so good in that scene. It's so heartbreaking because he's like, he is Mister Axis of Service, and he has to do words of affirmation, and it just is. Oh my gosh, fuck Metatron. That's all I have to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, uh, my two cents about the whole thing is. John Hamm is fucking great. Oh god, he's so funny, <laughs> so fucking funny. I lo- I was like, every Hi. time he was on screen, <laughs> dusting. <laughs> that uh, that Jim. character, very specific. That's such a John Finnamore. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so John Finnamore. Yeah. Like that. I think if if if, any, if anything feels particularly that it's it's the way that he, Jim was written. That yeah. kind of slightly ditzy. Um, just lovably stupid sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. It, it that it read tracks so quite a to b with with Arthur Shappy to me. Yeah, um, every time he was on screen, I was like, Jim, <laughs> I love you, Jim. <laughs> Freaking love that arc for him. Uh, love the resolution TV story as well. Uh, and I saw because this is not my thoughts. I saw it on TikTok and I really liked the whole concept behind it so that's like the second thing that I, I really liked about the whole thing because I think this I think it was made by I don't know I don't remember never mind a fan um, so basically uh, at the end Gabriel says that uh, you know being with Beelzebub is like you know being in heaven and the other way around like being in hell right. and yeah and uh, someone pointed out in you that's the yeah. whole thing Someone pointed out that uh, um, at the uh, one of the scenes when Aziraphale and Crowley are drinking, they said to the world, and uh, for you know for them they were each other's words, so it wasn't like about heaven and hell. She put it so much better than I do, but uh, you know I I was like oh yeah that makes so much more sense because 
in their core they love the world they love the 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 food the coffees uh, the books they everything that, that the humanity yeah and and i was like oh yeah yeah i like that <laughs> i really like that and i think that's one of the things that's going to be really interesting about season three when we get it <laughs> hopefully we'll get it <laughs> no i'm looking i'm looking at amazon very directly in the eye it's not I mean, it's... one in everywhere you know yeah. what they're gonna do um yeah. Obviously, we won't hear any news until they uh, sort their shit out with the strike. Um, yep. <laughs> it's fine. Um, um, but the the other side of things is that Crowley is so insistent that like running away is going to fix things, mm. which it won't, because that's also not helpful. They no. have to sort things out at home, and like yeah. they come to a resolution. It is it's the, like it's the, it's the marriage of two things. You know, two opposites. And, yeah, I don't know. I'm saying words. Just I, I thought <laughs> it's just a like words salad. Um, uh, <laughs> Hi. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. It's just it's so many little bits and pieces that I was so fond of. I really liked watching Aziraphale go on his little adventure with his little reporter's hat on, asking questions. That was fun. I like watching him. Um, fail uh, at magic. Mm. Yep. <laughs> um, he tried. He did. I thought it was such a sweet. I love. Um, here's a question. Here's a, here's. I think the sticking point question. Okay. Do you like any Jane Austen stuff? No. There you go. <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. <laughs> I think that that really is the big thing because uh, this is. It's a Jane Austen story. <laughs> it kind of felt like it. No good lie. So, yeah. I mean, it's and it's very intentional. It's in the it's in the oh, text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It is um, essentially uh, kind of a weird mix of like Pride and Prejudice and Persuasion and um, a little bit Emma. Um, and in in so many ways, um, it's like the I, I saw somebody um, uh, suggest that like that ending part was basically Mister Darcy's first attempt to tell Miss yeah. Elizabeth Bennet that he was in love with her yeah. <laughs> sort of like um sort of thing it's just that it, it yeah it's that whole genre of like um um they, they, they I'm thinking about like Shakespeare comedies in that like and it's it's farcical like the whole thing is farcical it's mm. a lot of people who don't know and kind of bumble around each other and then mm. they crash into each other in a way that means that everything sort of falls apart it's just yeah i i, I i'm such a sucker for pride prejudice i love like I, I know like lots of people are very big into the bbc series um and i have seen that and it is wonderful and colin first is an excellent mr darcy I'm oh yeah also, we agree on that um i'm also just a very big fan of the movie um who can resist Matthew McFadden walking across a field at dawn. <laughs> it's so not for me. I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's just like... I, I watched it like at like midnight the first time, and I was just yeah. Like... <laughs> it's like, I, just... <laughs> I rewatched all of the Lizzie Bennet diaries recently. Um, have you ever seen Lizzie Bennet diaries? No. It was a web series, modernized version of Pride and Prejudice, done through mm. vlogs. 
It was mm. produced by Hank Green back in the early, like about 10 years ago at this point. I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they did 100 episodes. It is so well done, the way that they update everything for like the modern day. Um, mm. Ashley Clemens is is Lizzie Bennett. Um, and she's so charismatic. And like you can, and you really can see the whole point of like, like how does the whole tough like why it's called pride and prejudice like she's like it, and it, it's it's fucking genius like they, they're all these like they're quite short episodes because mm. they're like little tiny vlogs by and they're very jump cutty in the way that the blockbuster videos have always been quite jump cutty mm. um but they're very easy to watch and you could watch it all in a day quite easily um uh and it, it's like you can really because they spend you don't see or like meet darcy for like 60 episodes so oh, all wow. you have is lizzie's like scathing constant mm. scathing um like indictment of how how darcy did this and darcy did this and he's so awful and like he's done all these things and all this sort of stuff um so when you finally do meet him and he he does the whole thing of like lizzie i'm in love with you and she's like the feeling is not mutual, and you really understand why because, like, you get like you you meet you meet Jane, and you see the whole like process of like how he came to like break up Jane and Bing. What they call him, his name? He's not Mister Bingley. He's Bingley. Mm. Like it's just he's and oh, it's so it's so well done. And it, it, it and any any Mister Darcy needs to be slightly autistic. <laughs> That's just the way that they go. Like. It's so socially anxious, doesn't understand people, kind of thing. Um, uh, and the, the guy, I can't remember his name. It's like Daniel something, uh, I think. Um, but he's so wonderful. He wears these little suspenders, little bow ties. Um, and they get that point onwards when when he comes in and he they start to she starts to come become come over be overcome. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, her prejudice, and he starts mm. to see more about like. Um, you know the fact that Jane really did love being in all these sorts of bits and pieces. They, their love story becomes so it's so well done, and the chemistry is excellent, and all mm. sorts of bits and pieces. I just think there's there's so much in that. I mean, it, it's just the reason reason that it's a story that like has um, lasted for so long. Yeah, um, and I did. There's just so many bits and bits to bring it back around. There's so many. It, it is heavily parallel into all of this um i fully like squealed in the episode where, where the heat maybe puts together that ball and he's like oh yeah no, we need to talk about there's a bunch of demons outside it's like well we can talk about it while we dance and i'm like oh my god they're dancing together <laughs> it like was a good a, dance i'm not I gonna like lie. A, i like a regency romance and it, it had all of these bits and pieces in it that are so delightful i don't know i can't i don't have critical thoughts i just really liked it that's fair <laughs> i like the fact that their kiss was really bad like it's it because it, it's so desperate it really was yeah it's this not a like, good kiss but like that's no. kind of the point it was like a last ditch effort to be like i'm gonna just do a thing and and like you could you watching michael sheen after he pulls away is like that man has never under like the idea of like pleasures of the flesh has never been a thing that that's yeah. probably the first time he's ever kissed anybody doesn't know what to do with that and it's so good yeah yeah i mean yeah i love tragedy yeah. <laughs> you, like, you really so do <laughs> you really do like it uh 
I don't know. It's just yeah. I I like that, and and you know, I I honestly thought it was sweet, but it's this is just kind of not for me entirely. Oh. And I think it's because of these reasons that we just mentioned. Like you know, I'm not big on Jane Austen. Uh, I I. I don't like when Sorry. I was just thinking about I really like the ongoing bit that Jane Austen like in like um, oh yeah, yeah yeah was like the mass mind behind like a massive robbery That's, that was really things. fun yeah no, <laughs> I, I was that. laughing at that I was like okay uh, it would make sense kind of <laughs> hiding behind this big romantic writer and then just you know just doing a robbery on the side there you go uh, but yeah I don't know it's just. The first one is so iconic for me because I I basically that was uh after you know I wasn't big on reading and after getting into reading mm. uh it was like the second big thing that I ever read. Five. And even though I was like still very young at that time because I was I don't want to say something stupid. I think I was like 14 when I first read it. It was still like just so good. I had I laughed so hard <laughs> a lot of times and I just enjoyed the whole story that uh Neil and Terry put together that I was like, you know, I was I, I read it like five times or something like that. I don't even I don't know. Like sometimes I would just think of it and I'm like, ah, I should read Good Omens and that's it. And I'm very happy that we have an excellent uh Good Omens TV series. Uh and it, it's just I don't know, what's the right word? Maybe it is disconnected from what it originally was and what it was all about in the first place for me personally. Uh, but at the same time, I see the potential for sure. Like, you know, I do want season three, especially after this ending, because I fucking, I've, I fucking hate when they do this so much. But, you know, I agree. Please do season three. <laughs> if you finish like this, just please truly- bring it in can't Just... quite express to you how much I was literally sat there. So I don't know if you saw, a couple of months ago there was a massive leak, right? Um, did you Abba? see any of this? No. no so there, there, there was a big leak, um, the Good Omens leak, in that basically Amazon put out a promo piece of promo material that spoiled something massive and then took it down quite quickly, but it, it was out on the internet. Um, and yeah. it was it was, a, it was like quite disappointing for a lot of people. The Good Omens fandom, to their credit, were very good about keeping mum about the whole thing. Anybody who saw it was actually like, "We'll keep we'll, unless like you really went and looked like found or looked for it." Um, it. It was quite difficult to find. I just saw a lot of people talking about the fact that there was a leak more than actually I saw the leak. I did end up finding it because somebody posted about it and was like, understandably, uh, put it under like a you know the spoiler thing that you can kind of do on 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 Twitter. Um, I, because I, I liked the first series, but for whatever reason, at the time, I did not go insane about it. I think it was the, I think it was the hype. I think I just sort mm. of was like, I liked this, but I didn't I'd like the. Sometimes when something like that has like that much intensity around it, you can kind of bounce off it because mm. people like it so much. It's a, it's a strange little thing. Um, and I, I yeah, I watched it and I was like, yeah, it was nice. And I didn't really watch it again. I don't. It, it, it never quite made sense to me because it should. It has all the elements of like something that I should enjoy desperately. Um, and I, I do still like it. I actually think because this is something so new, and I get to experience it along with everybody else who hasn't already been into it for so long. There's something about this that means that I kind of am able to take a little bit more ownership over it, so I can kind of enjoy it a bit more. Yeah, it's a, a whole thing. Um, but the leak was the kiss. Uh, okay, 
and I saw it because I didn't really care about the spoilers. So I knew it was coming. Uh, and I was kind of working myself. I was like, they haven't done it yet. They're going to leave it to like the last fucking minute, aren't they? So like the whole setup towards like what that was going to look like was kind of in the back of my mind for a lot of it. Uh, okay. Um, and yeah, I did feel like I'd been hit by a car and I had to like, I was sitting there like, I still have work to do. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> like, uh, um, I it, it really like it smacked me uh, in in the face, yeah. uh, and I'm always a fan of anything that can get me to to do that. Um, yeah, I think, I think it, I can tell. I think you can tell, generally speaking, that this is mm. the first step in in something that is going to end. And I think the part of the reason why I can enjoy it so much is that I think you can really tell that this is going to end in a good place. Like it's not going to be something Probably, that's gonna yeah, absolutely yeah. fall apart. Um, uh, Neil said himself that he wants it to end happily, um, mm. and happily looks like the two of them getting a house in the South Downs, <laughs> as, it's, as it's as it seems. But like the process of getting there excites me, so I'm just I'm, I'm excited for them to to do more and um, get to be clumsy and, and stupid and I guess talk about the second coming. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that's the other thing. That sounds like plot. That definitely does. Yeah. If they get a ditch on that, that's weird. <laughs> um, yeah. I think the one last thing I'll say is that because this was, this was, a lot of this was a result of, like the the intimacy surrounding like this season in that there's not as much branching off mm. like story and all this other stuff part of that comes from the fact that this was filmed during the pandemic yeah um like a lot of this kind of comes out of the fact that there was you know we have pandemic uh mm. based production uh issues uh etc cetera, etc cetera. i think they finished filming in like 2021 because yeah. neil said that it takes about a year for post-production mm. which means that we need the right strike to get resolved sooner rather than later so that we don't have to wait another four years <laughs> oh god can you imagine mm-hmm. i can see it happening yeah i can see it too we'll see we'll see we gotta get there uh all right i'm interested to hear your rating of this second season i give it an eight eight, eight. all right i think an eight is a good number really right. positive mm. in that space i just I, i'm i'm fond I think I think we're in that space as well where I think I can agree that it's not like it's not as like clearly polished as that mm. uh, that first season is because that first season is such a, like a an established thing. Yeah. Um and this whereas this is something new. Um yeah. I and you know I've said this many times I quite like things that feel a little bit rough around the edges. Mm. Like just a smidge because I think mm. that they feel a bit more real and 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 human that way. So yeah. that makes it more wonderful to me. <laughs> Yeah, fair, fair, fair. I was going with an eight, but then uh, you, you... seven, seven and a half. Let's do seven okay. and a half. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do that. Like two you different know. quite sides of an eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I like that. That you know, I'm intrigued to see what's gonna happen or what's the end game of it all. But uh, at the same time, for now, it feels a bit meh for me personally. But I don't. I'm not saying it's bad. It's not bad at all. Like you know, it's it still has its same charm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just 
hopefully season three comes out and, and I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, actually, you know, looking back at it. Great. We need more God. Like, I need Francis McDormand to narrate in my ear. I feel ear. like I saw Neil say something about why Francis wasn't in this one as much. And I feel like it was something to do with the pandemic. Well, I might be lying. Uh, <laughs> we will we will never know. Or maybe we will once we Google it. Somebody, <laughs> somebody will find the answer and just tell us. That would be yeah, nice. Yeah, that, that can work too. Uh, so yeah, that was our review of Good Omen Season 2. We have been back. And I think next week we're just going to do the, our little catch-up uh, of what we watched in the two months that we, that we didn't really do this. Yeah. Uh, unless something comes along again, we have to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Never know. You never know. But we will be Everybody, here. Is there anything going on in August? Uh, not by Ahsoka, obviously. Uh, and I more in the movies. August. Movies. Uh, Releases. I don't know if anything like huge is coming out. 2023 August movies. Yes. I'm looking. I'm looking. She's looking. None of this looks particularly interesting. Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out, but I wasn't particularly interested in that. As interested in that. I'm not going to lie. Meg. Yes. Uh, I don't know any of these. Uh, the, I'm interested in the, the last journey of the. I'm not, it's not going to come to me. Anyway, the Dracula story, uh, the ship. I don't know what the title is. That's coming out. I've not heard that. But, or last. I don't know what's. Google it. Google it. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, I will take this time quickly to say that uh, you will see double of me, uh, starting from uh, you know when Ahsoka drops because we're gonna do over and cow soup uh, an Ahsoka related podcast. So. You will see me twice every week here and then there as well. <laughs> so just be prepared. And if you want to see like weekly breakdowns of every Ahsoka episode with uh, crazy fans like myself, uh, then you know just tune in. We're going to leave the link in the description when it is time uh, for it. Uh, and yeah, uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you for, you know, keep coming and listening to us. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you want to see more, then just subscribe and just keep you know just yeah you know, just stay in the loop stay in the loop we're here and we love you all and watch movies yeah yes watch movies bye bye, bye.